Live from Los Angeles at Sinai Temple, this is Rabbi Eris Sherman and Rabbi on the Sidelines. This afternoon, we are joined by Ty Kelly, formerly of the New York Mets, the Philadelphia Phillies, and now within the Seattle Mariners AAA Club in Tacoma, Washington. But to talk with us this afternoon from Tacoma, or sorry, from Reno, I believe, Ty Kelly of Israeli Olympic Baseball Team. Ty, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Thanks for having me on. I'm happy to be here. So what city are you actually in right now? Still in Tacoma right now, but fly, yep, flying out uh, five in the morning tomorrow for Reno. So we won't keep you that long so you can catch your flight tomorrow. <laughs> um, but as you told me just off the air before, um, you really have no home base because baseball takes you everywhere. It's interesting because that's sort of the story of the Jewish people, the wandering Jews. Um, so it's a good metaphor <laughs> for, for baseball as well. Um, so we hadn't a chance to meet uh, right before the pandemic when you came here to Sinai Temple and you were able to speak to us about your involvement in the Israeli Olympic baseball team. One year delayed because Tokyo went from 2020 to 2021, but Israel baseball still intact. So take us to this past year and how did you keep up with both training baseball and really being an Israeli Olympic baseball team with the camaraderie? without really seeing each other and going out of our homes. What was that like? Well, I think, uh, like, for everyone else, uh, we discovered Zoom, and um, <laughs> Skype was passed up quickly, and, and Zoom took over, and it uh, we it was a lot of Zooms, you know, uh, dinners and, and whatever we could do to, to stay, you know, as a team um, and just be able to talk to human beings, um, which was, you know, such a rare thing for a while, so... Um, yeah, I think it was cool because we're all in different places anyway, um, around the country and around the world. So, um, yeah, it was great to, to just get to see everyone, um, as much as we could, uh, through zoom and, and have those kind of chats and, you know, keep everyone updated on how we were doing personally and how everyone was doing, uh, as far as baseball preparation and, and all of that. So, um, yeah, it was a, a lot of that uh, as much as we could. So take us to the differences between playing for an Israeli Olympic baseball team and, for instance, right you now you're in Tacoma, Washington, trying to um, make the Mariners major league roster. I'm actually going to the Angels-Mariners game next Sunday, so I hope you make it. Uh, let, let's get to the majors by next Sunday. We'll have a, have a good chat in person. Um, what is the difference in playing with something that is bigger than yourself as opposed to playing, for instance, a professional team, which is also pretty amazing, a rare feat um, for the small number of people to get to do that in their life as well. Well, after college baseball, you really lose, I think, the team aspect um, of sports. You know, once you're a professional, there are thousands of guys that are, are trying to make it to the big leagues um, in the minors every year. So it's very individual. I mean, you're, you're playing for... The team, but at the same time, you're you're mostly doing the best you can so that you can try and get called up because um, guys come and go, and you know everyone has to to do the best they can, um, and I think everyone understands that also. So uh, getting to play for Team Israel, both in the World Baseball Classic and then um, you know in in the Olympic qualifiers and then soon the Olympics, I think is such a cool uh, opportunity, you know, baseball wise, obviously to, to play with the, with only the team mattering um, at the end of the day, you know, while you're on the field and then 
off the field, of course, getting to to play for a country and an entire group of people all around the world in different areas. Um, obviously, so many people in in the states that are Jewish that uh, support us. So to be able to play for everyone and and for everyone to sort of uh, to have pride in how our baseball team does um, is very cool and uh, an opportunity that not a lot of people uh, get to have and is a very new thing also just for um, Israeli baseball in general. So a couple of weeks ago, we had Peter Kurtz, who is the president of Team Israel Baseball and really created this team. And it was fascinating how he was saying how he did that, finding, quote unquote, Jewish names. And I know in a different podcast from Maccabi Canada, you talked about Kelly being either a Jewish name or not Jewish name. It's fascinating about what identity really means today. But I believe there's also a story that you saw a kid with the yarmulke in Chase Stadium and said, hey, I'm Jewish, too. What was that like? Is that an accurate story? And at that moment, why you're playing baseball, you sign an autograph, why did you say to say, hey, look, I'm connected to you in a way that you don't know? Um, I, yeah, I guess it's an accurate story. It was in uh, Brooklyn. It was my my first year uh, in pro ball. And I guess I, with a, a teammate of mine, I mean, it's all very uh, happenstance and just crazy that it even happened at all, um, that a teammate of mine knew a father and son that were uh, out on the field before batting practice. And I guess I went over with them um, and apparently said that uh, I was Jewish. I I don't remember that at all, but I, it had to have happened because it's the only way that um, that this all could have happened. So um, yeah, just is very, it's very crazy that it was just a sort of a random thing from 2009 uh, that years and years later that obviously connected with that family enough that, and I still talk to, um, to the family all the time. And the son, the son is in high school now um, still playing baseball and playing hockey. And uh, so it's a a very cool um, situation to have had that, uh, you know, very sort of, seemingly random thing turn out into all of this and to still have um, a relationship with them. And then of course the relationship that I have with um, Israel and Israel baseball now. So all of a sudden you're on team Israel baseball, just by perhaps that sam- that that's a circumstance conversation, you know, in our tradition, we call it hashkachat partit, which means it can't be random. It was meant for a reason. Um, and then all of a sudden you get the news that you're going to go to Israel and you get one person to choose to go to and you choose your mom. So tell us why you chose your mom to take you to the state of Israel. And what was a moment on that trip that you realized this is not just like any other vacation you've taken before? Well, my mom's side of the family is the Jewish side. And they're uh, spending Thanksgiving with them um, every year. I, I think the coolest part of it was uh, that I don't know how much we talked about Israel and about being Jewish um, before that. Like it was, it was sort of just in the periphery, I think, you know, with my family and, uh, my, uh, my mom's side of the family, like, especially her mom, uh, loves to talk about, uh, Hebrew school from years and years and years ago and her, um, Hebrew school teacher. And, uh, they love being Jewish so much and have this, uh, great connection with Israel that I had, 
never really gotten to explore or ask about, I guess, as kind of a naive child that um, doesn't ask questions about uh, history and stuff like that. But getting to talk to all of them about that and, and finding out. So I'm going to stop you right there for a second. You said naive child doesn't have to ask questions. Actually, our Passover story. There's four children at the Passover story, and one is it who doesn't know how to ask questions, and that person can actually become the chacham, which is the wise person. So you are literally, uh, <laughs> you are, you're the reality of the tradition that we talk about at the Passover story. So keep going. So you don't know how to ask questions, but all of a sudden you start doing that. Yeah, and I, th- I it was it was very cool, and, and still feels very recent um, that they're just sort of like all of the people at Thanksgiving now are like, oh, I have a friend in Israel. Um, we have, we still have friends in Israel, uh, like you, the next time you go, you have to say hi to them and, and see them. And, uh, and they all just, uh, let's say, I think the coolest thing is that everyone is so proud, um, of being Jewish and, uh, of the connection with Israel. And, um, so to sort of be a part of that and to, to, you know, I guess to be representing, uh, the country is that makes them feel so proud as well. But that, uh, is why I chose to bring my mom. Um, and, uh, yeah, we had a, an amazing time. It was the first time that I had really thought about, you know, going to Israel. I, I knew about birthright, but it just, there was never time, um, you know, with playing sports year round basically. Um, so yeah, we had an incredible time. We saw everything in about a week. Um, it feels like we saw the entire country in one week. And, um, and it, it was just very cool. I guess I keep saying sort of the same thing, the, just the pride that everyone has mm-hmm. um, and to be able to, to represent them um, in any way and to have that pride transferred over to us is, uh, feels like such a cool thing. So there was a moment on that trip, I believe, that there was actually a terrorist attack with a, a bus and killed several soldiers. Um, what was that feeling when you realized it was not just watching that on TV, but it was happening right there. And I remember the team gathered together and sort of you guys got that update when you realized you weren't just watching on the news, but this was the reality of Israelis every single day. Um, what went through your mind at that moment? It, it feels very surreal to us as Americans. Um, I think, you know, sort of always feeling like we're safe in America, uh, you know, no matter where we are. And then, but the weird thing is, I think Israelis sort of always feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I feel like they are always just like, it's going to be fine. Um, like, we're going to be fine. We're going to get through it. It's been happening forever and, um, and it's not going to stop. But we're going to live our lives the way that we do just because that's the only thing that we can do. Um, so I feel like we were a little bit freaked out, but every all of the israelis always are seem very calm um and even the last time that we went to israel uh last january the uh there was uh, all the stuff going on in iraq i believe um or i, I it's bad that i'm getting iraq and uh, iran confused <laughs> Iran, yeah. but um uh but yeah all that was going on and a lot of us were like should we still fly out is it dangerous mm-hmm. and all of the people in israel were like it's totally fine nothing is happening here everyone is uh just living their lives um so it, it sort of always feels like there's a a chance of something happening but everyone um seems to kind of just be okay and 
um, feel like they're going to get through it. So here's this baseball team in Israel that really never plays in Israel, right? But represents Israel everywhere else. So in the World Baseball Classic, when you're playing in Europe, um, talk about either the security detail or what it, did you face any challenges on or off the field that you realize, like you said before, some, you're part of something bigger and therefore, yeah, there is sometimes a target on your back. Yeah, we were very, uh, we, we've always had security we've gone. Um, so you know, when I was in Germany and Italy in the last qualifiers, uh, everywhere we've gone, there's been tons of security. And, uh, and then of course, with everything happening right now in Israel, I'm sure the Olympics are going to be, uh, I mean, the Olympics are the Olympics anyway, and the history of Israel and the Olympics obviously, um, you know, comes with its own, uh, with its own baggage or it's just its own history. Um, so it's, I think it's going to be very interesting, um, just I think the sentiment right now around the world is uh, either changing or there's just so much talk about it, especially in the U.S. So, uh, I mean, we're going to be very secured, even, you know, with COVID and everything, obviously, anyway. But, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be interesting, uh, you know, as, a, as someone from the U.S. to sort of experience that. Um, and to just see what everyone is saying and see how everyone um, is feeling about us participating in, in the country of Israel at that time. Yeah, so what do you think the reaction will be? Now take us to, in a couple of weeks, you're going to walk through the main event holding an Israeli flag in front of the world. I get the chills just thinking about that. If you need a rabbi, I know you have Rabbi Jeremy Fine, a good colleague and friend of mine, but if you need another one from the West Coast, let me know. Um, what is that going to be like when you, you what, what are you expecting to the reaction of the world? Uh, I, I mean, it feels very polarized right now, very polarizing, but I think that, uh, I think that everyone that gets to, um, that gets to show the Israeli flag and, and gets to, to wear it, um, has a responsibility of, you know, of, of presenting ourselves in the best way possible and, um, and representing the country the best way that we can. I mean, it's really all that we can do as athletes, um, you know, like politically, there's just always going to be debate no matter what year it is, um, through, you know, throughout time, there's always going to be, um, talk of what's happening there. Uh, but as athletes, like I said, I think we can just, um, you know, just be the best people that we can and uh, put our best foot forward and, and um, be proud to be Israeli and be proud of our heritage and, um, and everything that is traced back there. And that's, uh, I think that's the best that we can do. So then enter the locker room of Tacoma, right? Triple A baseball player. All of a sudden, as you told me, they're going to give you a break basically to go to the Olympics. You're not playing for America. You're playing for Israel. What's the reaction in that locker room and how you are an ambassador there when these players have not been there, have really probably not so much education about, you know, Middle East, Israel. And here you are as an American born citizen who is a pass Israeli holding passport, which I'm not. Um, what's that been like? Uh, baseball players think it's awesome. Uh, nice. ba baseball players see the baseball opportunity first 
and then um, ask, well, what's really happening there? Um, and then you sort of, uh, I feel like I'm uh, getting material together at this point to explain the entire history of Israel. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's great. I mean, uh, and they, it's amazing too. Uh, we, uh, Zach Weiss is also in our locker room now. Um, so he's with the, the Tacoma team as well. So both get to want to talk about, um, our time there and, uh, just what it means to us. And, and, you know, um, like I said, base bears are very into it and there is more conversation now, um, about Mm -hmm. what's happening, but that seems, secondary i think for the baseball players but also is um important to talk about and we can uh, you know from our perspective we can tell them what uh what we believe is happening and what um you know if we have solutions um which i you know i feel like i'm always looking for but uh but i'm not a political analyst or anything like that but um uh, but yeah that's sort of the the state of things right now what do you see as the future of baseball in Israel. So going through that documentary was fascinating because, you know, mostly it was children of Americans who were following you guys, right? Like a baseball, a bat, that's not a soccer ball with my foot. Um, And I remember when you were here, actually, at Sinai Temple, you told the kids, like, guys, like, you could be me. You're an American Jew who has the same right to the state of Israel, become a citizen and play for that Olympic team, just as you're playing right down the street here in Westwood in Little League. So... What's the vision, what do you say, of baseball in Israel? How do you grow that sport there? And how do we as little leaguers over here help out in that endeavor? Well, I think the thing that we've been trying to do in Israel um, from the World Baseball Classic to, to now is to build fields, basically. I think that that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. Um, you know, the more we get to represent Israel on a, a world stage, the more world baseball classics and the more Olympics and things like that, uh, European championships, the more of those that, that Israel is in and is succeeding in it. Uh, it's just going to grow popularity and there already is, um, a lot of popularity for baseball in Israel. It just is very difficult to, um, to try and, you know, hold all of your practices on soccer fields. <laughs> so the, the more baseball fields there are, the more kids will, will want to play and will want to, to get better. And um, another one of the difficult things is uh, just the time of games or, you know, or like in the middle of the night in Israel um, for watching Major League Baseball games. Um, but, you know, the, the more that they do get to watch baseball and, and then get to go out and play the next day. Um, I think it just will continue to grow exponentially. Um, and I feel like we've, uh, we've done a good job so far of trying to promote the game and doing camps and stuff over there, but, uh, we can always do better. And I think the more Americans that realize they can go over there and, and promote the game, the more we'll want to, because it's such a beautiful country as well. It's interesting you say that about the uh, playing baseball on a soccer field. A couple of years ago, I heard um, Tal Brody of Maccabi Tel Aviv, a hero in Israel who gave up his professional career in the U.S. to play for the Israeli national team on the Maccabi uh, Tel Aviv 1977 EuroLeague. And he described basically playing on dirt floors in basketball. Now you look at basketball in Israel and like if you're not in the NBA, Israel is one of the best leagues to play in. 
Um, so it's interesting if that's, you know, just 30 years behind and all of a sudden we'll be seeing that uh, popping up as well. So what is your role on the Israeli Olympic baseball team this coming summer? What will we see on the field and off the field from Ty Kelly? I believe I'll be playing third base on the field um, and hopefully getting some hits and uh, just being part of some wins would be awesome. Um, we we just had our mini camp in yeah. Arizona and uh, everyone's really excited and it's it's fun to get everyone together and sort of see guys like Danny Valencia who played for eight years, um, Ian Kinsler who played for like 14 years, um, you know, and then the other guys that have been with the team in the past, Blake Galen and, and Nick Rickles and, and, you know, lots of familiar faces who have had great careers. Um, so we're all very excited to get back out there. Um, but off the field, I think sort of like I've, uh, mentioned just kind of being the best ambassador that I possibly can be, um, trying to, um, just, I, I think sort of like I'll always be conscious of, of what's happening in Israel and being able to have conversations with, um, people that, uh, either already feel, um, some sort of way about what's happening or people that don't know, uh, mm -hmm. what's happening at all. And I think, most of the people probably fall into the category of um, just finding out that there um, are, you know, that there are problems or, you know, uh, you know, that things are, are uh, happening there. Um, so I, I feel like uh, for all of the, uh, for all of us, we have to um, be able to represent Israel in that way as well. Um, because, also, like I've said, it's so polarizing, and I think that um, it's it's not a just jump on one side of the the train and and um, just kind of you know go down with it like that. I think there's so much happening, and and there's so much nuance, and um, hopefully we're all able to to give our side of it and and provide um, a little bit of. Yeah, people so who have I, not been don't know. So. Actually, when you guys are playing the Olympics, if the time difference does work out, we're going to have a watch party here at Sinai Temple so we can gather together, support Israel, and obviously to support baseball as well. Um, when you, so what's happening from now till you get to the Olympics? Do you just leave the team? All of a sudden you're in Tokyo or what's the, what are the next steps? There, everyone is on their own right now. And then we'll all get together in July. And there's about, uh, I think there are like nine games in July. We have uh, scheduled in the Northeast U.S., Oh, wow. And yeah, and so we'll get together and play against some like some college summer ball teams and some local teams in the area um, and just uh, get everyone together and, and get ready to fly out to Tokyo. So this podcast is a little different than just asking about baseball. And, you know, I can pull up your first home run, which I've seen in other things. And you've seen that all the times or I have a game winning hit here from the Phillies over the Braves and all that good stuff. But this is called the rabbi on the sidelines intersection of faith and sports. Let's take Tacoma and your baseball career outside of Israel right now. Do you see any type of faith within the sports world, either on or off the field? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, I mean, yes, that's why I asked you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, the sort of the, always the thing about um, being Jewish in baseball is that there you 
have to sort of find the other Jewish players, I guess, mm. um, because there are only so many. Um, I feel like the, everyone is on our team that's uh, that's playing baseball and is Jewish. Um, but it's very it's very Christian and everything is uh, sort of like there's going to be Bible study on Sundays for Christians and um, and everyone gets together for that. But in the majors uh, or minors or is that like a everywhere? Thing? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Every wow. Sunday there's a there's a Bible study. Um, wow. And uh, yeah. And it's what's the percentage of players that takes part in something like that? Um, probably maybe a little, maybe 20% of the team, wow. something like that. It's, um, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's optional stuff, obviously, but, uh, right. you'll sort of, um, on a Sunday day game, realize that everyone is out of the clubhouse and, and go oh, they're they're over at Bible study. Um, wow. and yeah, and there's nothing for other religions, obviously, um, Judaism included in that. So I think that it's something that only we've talked about uh, on our team Israel teams is that there's nothing for Jewish players or for anyone else for that matter. Um, but so I guess having other Jewish players on your team, you're, you're sort of all on the same page. And, um, and of course with team Israel, we're having, you know, Shabbat dinners and things like that mm. um, to be able to celebrate together and, and listen to, stories and things like that. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's nice to have, um, other Jewish players on the team for, for that reason. And outside of that, do you see, for instance, prayer within the sports world when you're, uh, you know, obviously the most famous hit a home run, boom, boom, like this, right. I thank God. And actually it was Dave Sims, the, uh, uh, play by play of the Mariners. When I asked him, he was like, that sounds good, but what about, yeah, I don't think that God actually prayed or we didn't pray for God to make the guy in left field drop the ball as well, right? It's not only when you hit a home run. It's also during the challenges. And that's what I love about baseball, that there's no clock on baseball. Like it's the human beings, the players that decide how long it's going to go based on the actions and not, oh my gosh, the game's over on time. Um, yeah. So, so outside of the Bible study aspect, you see people of different faiths really speaking about that all, or is it sort of just like, I'm here to play baseball. We separate that. It's an escape. I think, yeah, I guess I think it's very, uh, baseball players are very simple. Um, <laughs> and it's sort of like your, your whole life is baseball during the season because you're there every single day, um, for 10 hours a day. And, uh, it just feels, it's just like, well, this is what we do. This is the, the only thing that we do. Um, but yeah, I guess outside of Bible study, I'm, I'm not sure how much, um, religion comes into, to talk. I, I, I feel like, uh, everything now is, well, I mean, you, like you talk about everything in the clubhouse because you're there for so long. It's your family, so, right? Yeah, exactly. So every topic comes up at some point. Um, mm -hmm. but I do sort of feel like the religion wise, um, yeah, it is like there's definitely prayer on different teams. Um, but again, it's all it's always uh, Christian stuff. It's like it's Christian prayers and um, and the same with Bible study is Christian Bible study and things like that. So there's not a lot of space for uh, for anything outside of that. I think if you were to ask a baseball team um, like 
if you know if religion is a part of it, you, they would just assume that it means something Christian, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and I, also to your point about um, you know only praying for for good things for yourself to happen um, doesn't seem like uh, it doesn't seem. I mean, it seems selfish, I guess. Although I would very much like to hit a home run every at bat. Yes. Um, but, but to only ask for that or to only appreciate hitting a home run, um, is I think, you know, religion wise is not the best way to go. And also, yeah. And also just, uh, you know, in life, I don't think, uh, everything is always going to work out. So you have to be able to take positives, um, and appreciate things even when they, um, when it doesn't mean direct success for you. Yeah, I mean, a batting champion doesn't hit 500. They hit maybe 300, and that's like a third. A third is good, right? And the fact is, what do you do when you strike out? What do you do when you hit into double play? What do you do when you miss a shot and have a rebound? Um, actually, Seth Greenberg from ESPN College Basketball said on this podcast of Rabbi on the Sidelines that his locker room is his sanctuary, and there are those sacred moments both in the game, like you said, the locker room family, where things actually can happen that, I would say it can't happen anywhere else, whether it's in a classroom, whether it's in a house, on a street. Uh, to me, sports is an equalizer. And I think what you have done, whether it's your playing days in the majors, the minors, and especially with Team Israel, you've brought out those interconnections that we need more than ever. So predictions as we conclude for the Olympics, Israel baseball, what do you think? What medal are we getting? I mean, to say anything other than gold, I think would be selling us short. I think there's... I mean, from a pure math standpoint, there's only six teams. Um, We have good players on our team and anything can happen over the course of uh, a short tournament. Um, And I think we're all very excited about it. And I think we always, every team Israel team brings that sort of underdog spirit to it. Um, A lot of guys that are older, their careers are either close to being done or all the way done. Um, So we have that extra you know, nothing to lose edge that is always very dangerous in, in tournaments. Rabbi on the sidelines with Ty Kelly from Israel's Olympic baseball team. We're so excited to follow you both in your minor league and hopefully major league career soon again. Um, in Tokyo, as we say, Am Yisrael Chai, that the state of Israel, the Jewish state, should be truly a blessing on the field, off the field, And Ty, you come back with that gold medal. We're proud to host you right here at Sinai Temple. Thank you so much for joining us and good luck to Team Israel and Ty Kelly. Have a great day.